This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show is your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guests I interview, your input is value. If it's in the news, on TV, or at the movies, whether political, social, economic, or whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. It can take a lifetime to live your faith to its fullest. But how long should it take to earn a college degree? At Rochester College, you can complete your degree in as little as 16 months. Just think about it. In less than two years, you could be moving up in your current job, earning that pay raise, or even switching careers completely. New classes start every eight weeks, so you don't have to wait until fall to get started. You won't have to travel far either. Rochester College has campuses in Rochester Hills, Southfield, Clinton Township, and Flint, as well as online courses and degrees. So stop waiting. Now is the time to start down the path to your degree in management, psychology, early childhood studies, mass communication, or Christian ministry. Find God's plan for you. Take the first step and visit rc.edu today. Connect with a Rochester College recruiter who can help you find the right path. Challenging academics, Christian community. Find it at Rochester College. Hi, this is Pastor Dan McGee from Grace and Truth Radio, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me each day, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. for verse-by-verse teaching right through God's Word. We'd love for you to join us right here on Faith Talk 1500. Listen to Grace and Truth, weekday mornings at 11.30 on Faith Talk 1500. Catch the podcast anytime at faithtalk1500.com. What's up, Metro Detroit? Rabbi Glenn reminding you to join me every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. here on Faith Talk 1500 for Good Friday, a show designed to cheer you up right in time for the weekend. We'll have great interviews, solid biblical teaching, tasty bumper music, and most importantly, your thoughts as you join the conversation. So plan to make it your last appointment of the week, Good Friday, every Friday at 4 p.m. here on Faith Talk 1500. Hey, this is Chris Brooks. Every day we'll be equipping you to live, share, and defend your faith on Equipped with Chris Brooks weekdays, 2 to 3 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. Today's program is pre-recorded. We'll not be taking any phone calls. Praise the Lord. Welcome, everybody. This is Biblical Living Live. I'm your host, Pastor Myron Jenkins. So glad to be back with you once again here on Biblical Living Live. I'm your host, Myron Jenkins. Uh, I thank you for um, joining me today. So glad that you that are listening today. We just want to praise you and 
give you all the glory and honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for being here. I want to praise the Lord today for being here. And I uh, want to just thank you for listening. You, our video radio listeners that continue listening with us, we just thank you that you continue to listen and continue to support this broadcast. We just thank you so much uh, that you continue to listen and you continue to support us with your cards, your letters, and your continually financial support of this broadcast. We, uh, Without you, our radio listeners, uh, we would not be able to uh, do what God has called us here on the air. You are a very important part of this. I know many of you may not think you are. Say, well, my little bit don't help. Uh, every little bit does help. And we want to just thank you for your continually uh, sharing and, and, and blessing us with your uh, financial gifts. But we also, we have been talking about and, and speaking on uh, for the last few weeks, we haven't said much about it. We're talking about the new studio where uh, we're constructing, and we were asking some of you, our radio listeners that continue to listen, and some of you have answered the challenge, and we didn't put a specific uh, amount out there. We just trust God that he would just bless us. Uh, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. We ask him for finances. You don't have to ask specifically. Sometimes God knows what you have need of, and, and we uh, want just to have uh, you to be a part of this uh, blessing that God has bestowed on us to be able to build this uh, remodel, a building to uh, to be uh, our new studio where some of you, our radio listeners, can come in and be a part of the audience. I, many times I get calls and some of you say, well, where are you teaching at and or where are you preaching at? And we would like to uh, come and, and visit you. As many of us have told you that uh, we have a radio broadcast. God, um, God has not... Uh, uh, blessed us with or, or given us the mantle to have a um, a church, per se, because we are the church. Uh, my mantle is to spread the gospel, to be as John the Baptist or, or Paul, to, uh, to spread this good news, this gospel, and be able to freely do it on these radio waves. We're not restricted to what we teach. We're not restricted to someone telling us that this is not proper doctrine. This is not. We want to preach the doctrine of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's our main purpose, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ in a biblical manner. Because a lot of things are being taught today are extra biblical. They do not line up with the word of God. But a lot of us go to assemblies and churches where they follow that particular order. And uh, But we want to let you know that what, what the word of God says, and you can get that here. You can get the unadulterary uh, Bible here, taught here, uh, you know, the, the, the truth and what the Bible says and what it doesn't say. I mean, you know, many times we get caught up in, you know, if we go somewhere and the pastor believes something, we should believe it. No, I can't go anywhere and believe anything any pastor says. I've been in assemblies, I've been to members, and I've attended church. If the pastor says something I don't do agree with that doesn't agree with the Bible, I privately will go to him and say, well, you know, that is not what the Bible says, and I have done that. Not in any disrespect, but out of respect for the word of God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because his word needs to be preached. But with all that said, we're not a replacement for your local church. Do that are members that go to local churches, and we know you support them. But you are those that listeners. I, many times I'm out, and I, some of you I was out just the other, last week. I was out uh, visiting an aunt, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, I just happened to be talking, and someone came, and it was a sister I know, Sister Fuller, uh, that I knew. And she said, I just knew your voice because I remember you listening to radio. But so many of you listen to me out there. But I'm saying to you that are not listening to me. I'm just asking for you to pray. And the first thing I'm doing is to pray. Pray to God and have him to lead you in what you would do to help us by blessing us with this new studio, uh, by sowing into this ministry. 
this radio ministry, I need you to pray to God first because, first of all, I just choose to believe that God's word is true. And God wouldn't have asked me to have you to pray to him because he wants you to come to him because he'll let you know what he needs to do. And if you pray to God and God said don't support it, then you do what God says do. And I'll, and I'll trust that that's God. But I highly uh, would believe that many of you that listen to me out there, many of you that listen to me out there, that you listen every week and that you know that God has been blessing you with some things or what we go and study through the Bible that helps you in your life, in your daily walk, that you cannot be a blessing to somebody else in their daily walk. And I'm not saying you can give above above your means. I'm not asking you to give your last uh, pence as the lady or the widow woman. I'm just asking that you would sow some seed to help us to do what God has called, commissioned us to do and God has called us to do. That's all I'm asking for. So with that said, because I don't say much about it, I don't, I don't want to harp on it, but I just want some of you to hear this because you're listening, and many times that you listen, we don't hear. And I'm saying go to God and say, God, what will you have me to donate to Biblical Living Live to help with the radio studio and to help with the broadcast that I listen to on a weekly basis? Go to God and ask God that. And God will give you answer. Whatever God's answer is, obey God's answer. Obey God and leave the consequences to him. When you obey God and leave the consequences to him, and that's something that Charles Stanley always says, and I like that slogan, it's obey God and leave the consequences. I obey God. I stepped out and said, I'm going on the radio. I stepped out and said that God has given me this studio. And I just truly believe God's going to bless it. I have no shadow of doubt that God will not do what he said he's going to do. But with that said, much of that is said. I just hope that you would pray and you would help support because we're trying to get open so we can have you come in and be a part of an audience, a live audience in the studio. And that's something different from just being here in the studio. This is a beautiful studio and a beautiful facility. But we want a little bit more flexibility to do some things that God would have placed in our hearts to do. So with that in mind, let us pray. When we come back from, uh, from prayer, uh, we're going to be talking about today, we're still talking about uh, the Gospel of Mark. Today we're going to talk about part two, the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We're going to be uh, talking a little bit more about Mark's background, but we're going to get into the first verse of Mark and maybe a couple of verses in the Mark and, and sort of explain how Mark starts in because, you know, we're going to be teaching on the book of Mark through the whole book of Mark. We're going through the whole book lesson. God gives me another direction. We plan on going through every verse through the whole book of Mark. So with that in mind, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you in Jesus' name, just thanking you for another day, Lord, another time and another opportunity, Lord God, to share your gospel. We thank you, Lord God, you allow and you privilege us, Lord, to share your gospel through these radio waves, Lord God, that those are here, hear your word, Lord God, that those are doers of your word, Lord God. Father, we pray that your word, your word is edifying, spiritual uplifting, Lord God, that it will change their lives, Lord God, to have them walk closer to you. It's all about you, Lord Jesus, and what you have done for us by dying on the cross, Lord God, by raising the third day, Lord God, by sitting at the right hand of the Father, Lord, ever making an assessment for, for us, Lord God. We just thank you for it. Father God, we just ask you to touch the hearts of those that listen, Lord God. We ask you, Lord, to touch the heart of someone that don't know you, Lord God, by the pardoning of your sins, Lord God, that they ask themselves, Lord God, through this broadcast and through hearing your word, as what must I do to be saved to inherit the eternal life that, that is promised through the book of the Bible, Lord God, through the word of God. We just ask you, Lord God, to touch that body, touch that soul, touch that spirit of that person, Lord God, that don't know you. But those are stumbling with you, Lord, 
and are uncertain, Lord God. You touch them today, Lord God, and to renew them, Lord God, and to restrengthen them, Lord God, to know the fight is not over, Lord God, but we must continually fight the good fight of faith, as Paul once said, that, Father, we must fight to, to retain the gospel, Lord, to spread the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ throughout this land. So, Father, we just thank you. We just praise you. We give you glory, and we give you honor for all that takes place. In Jesus' name, amen. Attention builders and contractors. Residential Builders Proprietary School reminds you that in order to renew your license, you must complete continued competency training and provide proof of completion to the state licensing agent. Residential Builders Proprietary School provides the state-of-the-art three-hour continued competency course that assures you a smooth contractor license renewal. And if you're applying for the first time, Residential Builders Proprietary School offers the complete 60-hour course required by the state of Michigan in order to be granted the license. Don't put your career and your income at risk. Contact Residential Builders Proprietary School now at 734-487-8770. That's 734-487-8770. Whether you're applying or renewing, get the professional training you need only at Residential Builders Proprietary School. Welcome, everybody. This is Biblical Living Live. I'm your host, Pastor Myron Jenkins. So glad to be back with you. So glad to be with you once again. So we just want to thank you for continuing to listen. Uh, we're talking about the, the book of Mark. We're talking about the gospel according to Mark, the book that Mark read, wrote uh, to uh, depict our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we started talking about it in part one last week, and we're going to be finished up in part two to <clears throat> this week. But we're going to read one scripture to let you know where we're going, and then we're going to talk about this gospel. But what I want to do is give you some more background on, a little bit more background to finish off who Mark was, because it's significant who Mark was and what he had to go through and the things that happened to him in his life that, 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 that brings about this writer, this writer God anointed to write the book of Mark. That is John, John, John Mark, uh, who was also a follower of Jesus Christ in a sense that he uh, became uh, good friends with Peter. Peter was the one that continually worked alongside him, and he worked alongside uh, Peter that uh, got a lot of his understanding of writing uh, the book of Bible. A lot of things that were said, Peter probably uh, dictated to him or told him at some point because Peter was, you know, was a close disciple of Jesus Christ. Peter, Peter was the, the disciple that, that did most things. I mean, the cutting off the ear, the walking on the water, the one that would always uh, challenge Jesus. It said, even that Jesus had to tell him, get thee behind me, Satan, when Peter wanted to refute Jesus as going to heaven and uh, predicting and, or saying that he was going to rise and he was going to build a city in three days. And Peter was the one. So Peter gave, uh, was able to put a lot into Mark. But John Mark was an interesting person to me. I think he was an awesome man of God because of how he went through. And last week, you know, we talked about he, where he came from, from his mother. If you go to Acts 12 and 12, it talks about him. And they, they often had prayer into his mother's home. His mother was a, uh, a, a, a Christian woman and a, probably a woman of means. And, and that's where he kind of got a lot of his uh, uh, upbringing for being there and, and being in prayers and being uh, with his family, being with his mother and those coming by. Even Peter went to the home once he was released from prison. Peter went there. So we kind of went through a lot of that and told you a lot of that. That was in last week's message. But I, what I want to bring you up to date is last week, I don't know if I got totally in the last part of the message, but, you know, as great as 
Mark was, as we know of Mark. Mark had a, a pointer in his Bible in Acts, and we're going to go there in Acts. Uh, uh, Chaks, let me let me go there, Acts, and then I'm going to go back and I'm going to read. Let me, I'm going to read uh, verse one, but let me go to Acts first. Uh, let me stay with my, my first train of thought. I don't want to change it here, and then, but I want to finish off and and show you what kind of happened. And I think I kind of mentioned it last week. I don't know if I finished with the scripture, but I'm going to read it today, this passage. And we're in Acts chapter 15, and we're going to start with verse 36. It said, In some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, this was Paul and Barnabas as they had went on their first missionary journey. This is their first missionary journey, and they're in the first missionary journey. They had been at, uh, this is their going on their second missionary journey. It says, Let us go again and visit our brothers in every city where we have preached. They were going to go and make it a circle of what he had preached and go back into the churches that he had set up to find out what the churches was doing to kind of share the gospel and keep the gospel fresh. Uh, as an evangelist, they were going back around through a, a Paul, apostle, setting up the churches, him and Barnabas. Uh, they were going back through the churches. Uh, uh, he says, well, preach the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. He said, we want to go back and see how they're doing. Then Barnabas determined to take with him John. Uh, whose surname was Mark, and that was John Mark. Uh, Barnabas had made up in his heart because John uh, Mar uh, Mark had failed his first missionary journey. He had turned back. Uh, Paul wasn't wasn't so much in agreement with that. It says, but Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them in Philippi, and went not with them to do the work. You know, John had. Started on a missionary journey, with the first missionary journey, but he had somehow, as I explained last week, he got chicken, he got coward, he got sick, he got afraid, he got homesick, he got, he, he had a miss of his bed. I don't know what, what his situation was. He was out of the great comforts of his mother's house. Excuse me, I, I don't know if he became a, became a, kind of a, you know, upset and uh, decided to go home. But it wasn't anything that, that the Bible speaks of. He, he had anything against Paul or Barnabas. He just turned, and he just went home. So we don't really know all the stories. So with the Bible is silent, we're not going to put a whole lot in it. We're just going to give you some thought. And then it says, and, and it says, and the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from another. As so Barnabas took Mark and sailed Unto Cyprus, you know, Cyprus was like Boniface's hometown. Uh, so Boniface took um, uh, Mark, John Mark, and he sailed into Cyprus. And Paul took Silas and departed, uh, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. It says, and he went through Syria and Sicily, confirming the churches. So he went back through uh, Syria and, and, and Cilia and con. Con, you know, and, and, and confirming all the churches and going back through the churches. And Paul took, uh, uh, Barnabas took John Mark and he went to Cyprus. But I wanted to bring that point up just to show you. There was a part in John Mark's life where he failed. Then there was a part where he had the opportunity. You know, if it wasn't for Barnabas, we probably wouldn't have the book. And that's my significance for bringing it up. We probably, if Barnabas hadn't stood up for John Mark to say, let's take him along with us. John Mark could have fell off the pages and, and, and never had an opportunity to write the book because he never had the opportunity to go share and spend time in the Word of God with with a man of God to grow in God, to be able to come back and then be uh, partnered up with Peter 
to write this gospel, the gospel of Mark, which we just take it for granted and read it, which is the book of Mark. Okay, well, we read it. Well, you don't know a lot about him. Sometimes we need to get into the background of how God will bring people along. We know the story of Joseph. We know the story of David. We know the story of Moses. We know, you know, you know the story of Jesus. But a lot of times, some of the other writers, we don't take the time to see how God worked in their lives because this was a miraculous work that a young man failing, uh, fighting a good fight of faith to want to go back and on a second missionary journey, Barnabas brought him along with him and uh, decided to fight for him, to contend for him, to be to be in, at odds with Paul. But believe me, it did not break the ministry. All it did was separate the ministry and set them both on paths that, that, that spread the gospel. Mark went on with Barnabas. Uh, Barnabas after this uh, sort of sails out of the pages of the Bible. You really don't hear much about Barnabas, but the story sort of picks up uh, Paul, Paul and Silas. But Mark sort of gets out of the scene, but... And later on back in the Bible, Mark came back to be a profitable to, to, to Paul. Paul says, bring Mark with me because he's profitable for the ministry. So he, he worked hard and he, out of his faith. But I said it because some of us have had failures in our life. Some of us have failed in our life. We've had things come upon us. We have things that come upon us. And we just don't want to give up. And a lot of you out there have probably given up on uh, trusting God, trusting Jesus, and believing God, and believing God he'll make a change in your life. And and this is why this story is so important to me, the, the book of Mark and Mark writing the book and who he was. But then how he portrayed Jesus, the story, the Jesus of uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God, how he portrayed God and how he drops in and starts to write this story of, of, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and now we'll go to the back to the book of Mark and we're going to read the first verse and reverse couple of verses. And then I'm going to talk about those because I want to get probably through the first verse today with the time because I want to the first verse had so much involved in it and it says in the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ the son of God a second verse says and it is written in the uh, written in the prophets behold I send my messenger before thy face and shall prepare the way before thee let me read. Let me read on down. It says, "And the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make it his path straight." And then, uh, because here it's talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ, and 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 John Mark is sitting up to talk about uh, John, John the Baptist, and what John the Baptist did. He was the forerunner, but Jesus was the was the Messiah to come to prepare the us for the way, prepare us. So when it says in the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of the, of, of, of the son of God, when we look at Mark's t uh, look at it, uh, Mark portrayed Jesus as servant, but he was the son of God. He said he was a servant, but he also was a son of God. Mark, Mark also, when it Mark's writing this, he's targeting the Romans, particularly the Gentiles of the church. He's the, the, those that are us, and we're like the Gentiles. You know, we're grafted in. Uh, us that are that are not Jewish, we're grafted into this uh, this uh, wonderful uh, family of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And Mark, uh, because he was bilingual, he wrote with aromatic terms. He translated them to his readers if you can uh, some of the verses was 3 and 17 5 and 14 chapter 5 and 14 chapter 7 11 and several other chapters that how he uh, 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 took the uh, aromatic terms aromatic terms and translate them for us uh, he also when you look at John Mark it says uh, uh, 
uh, is placed, uh, use, he used in certain places the Latin expressions that he did. It was so much that, you know, he put into this book that, that Mark, and these are, this is sort of a still back in overview, but, I'm, but, I'm, but I got part of his overview in here, and I want to get it to you. It says, Mark used times according to the Roman system. Uh, you can get that in verse 6 through 47, six, chapter 6, 47, Mark, and 13 and 35. And and, and 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 but you know Mark did not use the gene uh, the the Jewish genealogy as Matthew and and Luke. You know Luke wrote uh, uh, Matthew wrote uh, specifically and extensively into uh, the genealogy of Jesus, how Jesus came through, and you know Jesus to Rahab, and is, you know so many things that uh, the David, the, the lineage of David, that 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 J- Jesus came through. So Mark did not usually that he jumped right in. Uh, he did not use many of the references to the Old Testament either. He kind of, um, he kind of, uh, he kind of jumped right in and and and, and portrayed Jesus as this, uh, uh, the servant, the Son of God. When he said here, he's the Son of God. But when we look at this in verse one, now I want to get in verse one. I'm, I just want to give you some history for some of those. You can get the tape and some of the history you can go back and look at the the significance of uh, Mark writing this book. And his book was just not not another book, but it was important. And, 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 I'll, and I'll read again. It says, in the beginning of the gospel, uh, it says, in the beginning of the gospel, when he wrote the gospel, says, in the beginning of the gospel, the gospel literally signifies the good tidings and particularly in the good tidings in respect to the salvation by the Lord Jesus Christ. This, this in the beginning, this gospel was to tell us of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. One, it was the gospel, the good news about the life the death and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you do not understand that as a Christian, you do not understand the point of being a Christian, the point of being again, this is the point that you must understand that it's all about being a Christian. It's about the life of Jesus Christ, what he lived and how he lived and how we should live, the death that he died, the death and then the burial, then once he was buried, and then the resurrection. But the death and the resurrection, he was rose and he was resurrected in a in a physical body. He was seen for 40 days. He was seen of many. And he was seen by thousands of people to say that I am this risen Christ. And this is the only person. This is our person. This is the person, the purpose of the gospel. The purpose of this gospel is to let us know who Jesus Christ was. Uh, you know, it was who he was through his death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his life that he lived. Jesus lived a life that he wants us to live. He ate. He 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 had pains and you know he you know he suffered as man because he was hundred percent man. He was hundred percent God. Jesus was both hundred percent man and hundred percent God. He was the God man. But he was but he was still supernaturally God. And see many times uh, we try to put ourselves on the same level as Jesus Christ. We're not on the same level as Jesus Christ. I don't, I, we, we just not, um, we don't have, uh, we do have the, uh, indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us, but we don't, but Joe, Jesus Christ is a second head, uh, of the God, his God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit, that is God. And he was God incarnated, but he was still God. And we're not gods. We're not little God, small God, big gods and no gods. We are, we are human beings that have set 
accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. By accepting Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, you get the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that comes to dwell in you immediately as you accept Jesus Christ. It don't come no supernatural later. You ain't got the theory to get the Holy Spirit. They come together. They are never separate and never apart. They're always together. Even though you have the Holy Spirit within you that indwells it as a Christian, you still have God the Father, God and Son in you because they're all the same God. It's one God that exists in three different persons. So you always have the same God. There's no, but, but there's limitations to, uh, to who we are as a person, limitations to who we are, how we accept this gospel, how we walk and we live in this gospel that is given to us. This gospel is given to us to live, live as accordingly as Jesus would have us to live, as according to have the scriptures is written, written for us to live. We should live a certain way. There's a certain lifestyle to be called yourself a Christian. There's a certain lifestyle that you live when you say you, you, you understand the gospel. When you understand the gospel, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you understand the sacrifice that he made dying, the death, the death that he died for you, died for us that accept him. He died for everybody. He died for the whole world. But will the, will the whole world accept him? No, the whole world will not accept him. And some of you say, well, why, Jesus, that a God that so loves everybody, why don't he just save everybody? Well, he gave us a free will to save ourselves, and he gives you a free will to live for yourself. If you want to live the life that God gives, you surrender yourself. Remember, Jesus said, lest a man lose his life, he cannot find his life. Because if he finds his life, he'll lose his life. It sounds like a, 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 a contradictory statement, but he's saying it's true, what is true. He said, listen, you lose and die to yourself and give up yourself. Because, you know, sometimes we're stuck on ourselves. We're always talking about, well, you know, that's just me. Well, you just you, and you just act like a sinner, and that's you. You're not supposed to be just you. You're supposed to be who God is making you because there's a manifestation in us that grows through us that as we begin to get like, become more like Christ, there's a change. There's a change in the way that we do things. There's a change in the way that we act. There's a change in the, in the way we treat others. And believe me, I'm, I'm one that always trying to do my best. I'm trying to do my best. Because I know in my best days, I still, I fail Jesus. In your best days, you do. And everybody on this earth, on your best day, you still don't do God to just. Because you cannot do enough to be just in the Lord's eyes. The Bible says no one is righteous, no, not one. Meaning none of us can get on our self-right indignant selves and think that we are somebody more than who we think we should be. We ought to understand that we are servants of God and we ought to act like servants because remember, Mark is displaying Jesus as the servant. The servant. Are you a servant? Are we servants? Do we serve others? Do we try to serve others? I know some of you go to your jobs and you might serve because that's just because you're getting a paycheck. But what about when you ain't getting paid? <laughs> what about when you ain't getting paid? What are you doing when you're not getting paid? Because most of us can do something when we're getting paid. I mean, you know, I don't want to be no disrespect, but a hooker, when she gets paid, she do her job. So what, a, what I mean, come on now, y'all. I mean, I'm being real. You know, why do God have to pay us to do what we need to do for God? We're supposed to be service to God regardless, regardless. Because we love this gospel. We love this gospel that he's given to us. And that's what John Mark's trying to get us to see. He's trying to get us to see how important this, this gospel is to us. And then the second thing I want to let you know, the writer of all four gospels was writing the same. All of them was writing the same thing. Matthew, uh, Mark, Luke, 
and John, the, all the Gospels are writing the same thing. They're writing about the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. This Lord and Savior that we should be servants to. We should be servants to him as he was servants to us because he served mankind. He served humanity when he was here. And we should be doing the same. We should be doing that. We should be doing that as one. And we should know all those Gospels are interlinked. Some of you out there say, well, some of the things are not saying. Mark wrote some things differently than uh, Luke and Matthew. Matthew and Luke, uh, like I said, they wrote the genealogy. John Mark just jumped right in and says, hey, in the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He didn't say, well, you know, Jesus Christ was born of Mary and, you know, Joseph was the dad. He didn't get in all that. He, his point was to say this is who he is. He is God. He is God, the Son of God. This is who this Jesus Christ is. This is who this gospel is about. This gospel is about. This is what John, I mean, Mark is writing here. Jesus Christ, uh, Greek from the Hebrew name Joshua, the Lord is Savior. Savior, the Lord is Savior. Savior, He's our Savior. From the Greek word, uh, uh, from the Hebrew of Joshua. Remember, Jesus in the Hebrew was Joshua. But see, we, he, he, he is the Lord is salvation. He is our salvation. And this is what Mark's trying to say. He is our salvation. This is our concentration is on him being our salvation. There's only one way to heaven, and that's through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's no other way to heaven but through Jesus Christ. There's no other way. There's no other way that man by, by man can, can in, in, inherit this eternal life. There's no other way. There's no paradise. You know, there's no other way. You know, there's no purgatory where you're going to go wait around for it. Ain't nothing going to happen when you die. Paul said, and when you die, it says, be absent in the bodies, be present with the Lord. Meaning where? Your body goes into the ground, but your spirit goes off to be with the Lord. Where is it at? I don't know. Have, I don't have the Pacific place. I know it's where we have Because that's what the Bible says. It says we're going to heaven, but it says that we, but we're be absent in the bodies, be present with the Lord. So that means the Lord is where we're going. We're going to heaven to be with the Lord. And so when you die in Christ Jesus and you accept Jesus Christ, you go to be with the Lord. We know your body goes in the ground, but your body is only, only uh, the shell, the housing that houses the spirit and the soulish man that, that will go off, the spirit man that's going off to heaven. Another thing, Christ, the anointed one. When we look at the word Jesus Christ. Christ is the anointed one, the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew word Messiah. He was the Messiah, but he's the anointed one. He's the one that was anointed and appointed of God. He's the only one that was anointed and appointed of God. Muhammad was anointed appointed of God. Buddha wasn't anointed and appointed of God. Huh? Harry Christians wasn't appointed and anointed a man of God. Jesus was the only one appointed and anointed. You know, Buddha wasn't. No, never. Jesus was anointed and appointed, and that's who we follow. And this is how Mark starts this book out, the greatness and the, and the deliverance of trying to get us to see who Jesus Christ was, the Son of God. When we can realize who Jesus Christ is in our life and who he was and really truly believe and have our faith and confidence in him, we can do much better as a people. We can do much better as a society. We can do much better in the things that we do. We can do a lot better. We can do a whole lot better. 
We can do a whole lot better than what we're doing. But when we come back from break, we're going to pick up here and finish talking about this, what, Paul is, uh, what, what Mark is trying to get us to see, uh, how good Jesus Christ is and our reason for following our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We will be right back. Attention builders and contractors, Residential Builders Proprietary School reminds you that in order to renew your license, you must complete continued competency training and provide proof of completion to the state licensing agent. Residential Builders Proprietary School provides the state-of-the-art three-hour continued competency course that assures you a smooth contractor license renewal. And if you're applying for the first time, Residential Builders Proprietary School offers the complete 60-hour course required by the state of Michigan in order to be granted the license. Don't put your career and your income at risk. Contact Residential Builders Proprietary School now at 734-487-8770. That's 734-487-8770. Whether you're applying or renewing, get the professional training you need only at Residential Builders Proprietary School. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Welcome, everybody. This is Biblical Living Live. I'm your host, Pastor Myron Jenkins, back with you after that short break. Uh, Just want you to know that we have to, as people, you or you that just may be turning in just now, just heard us, we've been talking about the book of Mark. We're talking about Mark's gospel, uh, how Mark wrote again to the uh, to the uh, to the uh, the Romans and the Gentiles and his and how he placed and how he started portraying Jesus Christ. And you know, another thing about Mark that was so so interesting, you know, Mark uh, through his failures and to his success, even to it, and that when as he wrote, he he wanted to pick Jesus as so we would have a good understanding of who Jesus was. I mean, when it says in the beginning of the gospel, in the beginning of the gospel, the good news, uh, Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Son of God, because there's some significance in Jesus Christ. We have to understand who he was, that he was the Son of God, and he was truly the Son of God. And, And we can't depict or we can't try to, put ourselves on that type of level and try to uh, not accept him for who he was because the world don't want us everywhere. They don't want us to say Jesus. They don't want us to say Jesus. They don't want Jesus. They don't want nativity scenes, which that's dealing with the baby, but that's all well and good. But they don't want us to pray. Uh, They don't want to pray. You can pray, but you can pray to God. You can't say Jesus Christ. I mean, you can open up a prayer. You can lead a prayer. They'll let you lead a prayer. They'll let your priest and congress say prayer, but they don't want you to say Jesus because his name, Holds all of, the the Bible says, uh, you know, all power has been given unto him in heaven and earth. He said, all power has been given unto me in heaven and earth. He has all power. There's no, he only has some power. He says, all power. Let, let me, let me diverge. Even we talking about Mark. Let me go back and read this for you. Just, uh, just so you can see this. And let's read, let's go back to Matthew. Cause I want to give you the scripture in Matthew then, because that all these books ties together, but I like it in Matthew and Matthew chapter 28 and 18. It says, and Jesus came and spake unto them saying, all power is given unto me and in heaven and in earth. He said, all power is given to me. Jesus has all power. There's no power Jesus doesn't have. 
He has all power. He has the power to change your situation. He has the power to change your life. He has the power to do what you would need done in your life. But you have to understand the gospel of understanding what we need to follow this gospel. We need to take this gospel trip with Jesus Christ. We need to, we need to put down who we are and we need to begin to see who he is and we begin to see how we need to do better with him and do what he had, would have us to do in our life. My whole existence is to try to do what God has called me to do. What I am a commission by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, what I'm commissioned to do, that is what I'm here to do. You know what I mean? It's hard for us enough to get along with ourselves than we get along trying to do what everybody else wants to do. And many of us are caught up in situations where we know things that we're doing that don't line up with this gospel, but we're doing them anyway because we don't want to offend nobody. Well, I'm, well, I'm back and I say, I guess I will have to offend you because if, I, because if what I'm doing, if what you're doing, is uh is offensive to the word of God, then we got problems because I'm gonna follow the word of God. I'm gonna follow this gospel trip. I'm gonna follow the understand the, to really understand what God would have us to do and what God was how God would have us to be. You know, and another thing Mark done and Mark is saying nothing, you know, as Mark said, nothing of Jesus early life, uh and it means the begin. This means the beginning of the good news of the Messiah as he starts to write his book. I'm still in verse one. I haven't gotten out of verse one. I'm still talking about this verse one is so impactful. So as we go forward, you have a good understanding of what Mark is saying here and what Mark is want us to understand. He wanted us. Uh, the word meaning. Uh, the word ekatulo uh, is is e u t h e o. It's it means. Uh, immediately or straightway. It was used 42 times in the Bible, meaning everything immediately he did and straightway he did it. You and I need to be straightway about how we follow the Lord. We need to be straight going course to the fact of how we live every day. If you're not living a good life today, don't worry. You can start today. You can start tomorrow. But you need to get started. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ, you can do that. If we're not living the way we should live and do the things uh, uh, that we should, we should always, always be striving to do our best. Always striving to be our best. You know, the prefix for this book and its title, uh, the Son of God, uh, the Son of God, how important that is, the Son of God. Who the Son of God? You know, this title, the Son of God, uh, this awesome man of God, this man God, that's who uh, Mark wants us to understand, who this Son of God is. Because many of us don't really know. We go to churches every Sunday, but we really don't know the importance and significance who he was. We don't get that. I mean, we get a good message, good sermon about everybody else, but we don't get a good sermon of who Jesus is because you know, everybody wants to tell the story of Daniel in the lion's den or, or you know what I mean, Shackrack, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, and that's all sounding good. But who was just this, this, this son of God, this man, this example, this example that we follow, that example that we follow? You know what I mean? This, 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 this is an awesome example of a man that we need to follow. We know we can't be exact like him because we can't be perfect in all and everything. And everything he was perfect in. He was a perfect man. He was the only perfect man. There's not going to be a perfect man. You, you can't be perfect because when you were born, you were born in your iniquities and sin. Women, men, boys, and girls, you were all born into our iniquities and our sins. Because when, 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 when Adam fell, 
we all fail. Adam dropped the ball. When he fumbled it, it fumbled for all. So, it, you know, it ain't no picking it up now. It, you know, the only way we could pick it up by confessing our sins and, and, and being faithful and just, he's faithful and just to forgive us of those. And then a uh, couple other things I want to mention before I go. My time is going. Uh, the Son of Man, uh, in the, as, as a affirmation of Jesus' uh, uh, deity, uh, it's a, a strengthening his it, it shows the, the, the strength of his unique relationship with the father the his relationship with the father that was God's son remember when Jesus was baptized and he up from, from around uh, God said this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased and you know people try to explain that away well that couldn't have been God speaking to him that's not the God here because it says an angel it says a, a dove ascended on him as uh, angel sent ascended uh, on him as a dove, meaning it looked like the spirit of God ascended down upon him as a dove. And I don't know what the we you know what the actual dove. Cause I explained this one time. It says a dove, but no one knows if it was a real looking like a real dove, or that's just a terminology of a dove. But it was a but the, it was a sending of the Holy Spirit down upon him that it was a no- noticeable, knowledgeable, uh, something that happened that the writers wrote. And I have to believe what the writers wrote because the Holy Spirit gave them right, what, what to write. But, you know, you get an argument there where people say what it looked like and, w- and what it didn't look like. But, but you know, but, but, but the thing over there is he's the son of God. And we have to get that in our head. We have to get that in our head. And the unique thing about him and the relationship with the father, the thing uh, here, the things it does not uh, recount, the things that the book will not recount is that, it was a deed of a man, just just a mere man, just somebody that wasn't significant. This was a man of God. It was an anointed man, the son of God, the man of God. That's who this was. And, and, and but but he was the he was the son of God. That's the significance of it. And another thing, this book, as we get into a womb, is not a book of some hero. It's not a hero book. You know, you can read books on the hero, and they'll tell you about a man and his struggle, and he's been a hero, and he done things out of his own strength, out of his own might, and that he was a hero. No, this is not a hero book here. This book is a book of more than that. It's not a book of some philosopher that that that, that Mark wrote it as a philosopher trying to just put a philosophize some type of uh, situations and circumstances, just being a philosopher of a situation. No, this is real life. This is what Jesus Jesus Christ did. These are the things that Jesus Christ did because he's going to talk about the miracles of Jesus Christ. But this was the doctrine, the doings of the Son of God. This is what this book's about. It's the doctrine, the doing of the Son of God. What God did is what this book is going to protect. And it's going to, as we get into it, it's going to tell us how God is and who God is and why he did what he did and who he did it for and, and whom whom he cares about. So it's going to answer all the what, when, where, why, and whom and all of that. It's going to answer all that for us if you just listen. If you read along with me, and what I'll do uh, starting on this coming week, I want you to kind of read those. Read through verses 1 through 8 because that'll help me tie it in because I'm going to try to tie the book and put the book into into blocks of of, of, of scripture so I don't have to I'll go through one-on-one but I'll go in through blocks of scripture to get through the book so we'll understand it a little bit better how some things tie together and what they're talking about 
because it, when we start to talk next week about this, this first eight chapters, it's the preaching of John the Baptist. It's the gospel and, Jesus, and, and John the Baptist and what John the Baptist, because John the Baptist starts to play a very important part in these, eight, uh, these, these first eight verses and what he's doing and what he's going to be doing for Jesus. And he's preparing the way and how he's preparing the way for this, this our Lord and Savior to come and what he is to do. And his job, what is his job? What is your job? What is our job? What is our job to do? Prepare the way to prepare Jesus Christ coming because he's soon coming king. He'll soon come again. But what are you and I preparing for Jesus in his coming? Are you and I preparing the way we're supposed to be preparing? Are we preparing by studying his word, by praising him, by praying, by sharing the gospel with someone else, the good news of Jesus Christ, the salvation of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? Are you and I being the ones that's trying to be the forerunners like John, the forerunner, the forerunner, forerunner, because Jesus has been spoken of, but right now you're the forerunner to somebody that you walk up on. You're the forerunner for somebody that you come up against and come to and meet. You meet somebody that don't know Jesus and you know they need Jesus because you have Jesus. You know this is something that you have is good and great and something that you have is a blessing. You want to share it with somebody else. And the Bible says, you know what the Bible says, if you loved him whom, whom you love, uh, he says, anyone can do that. It says, you're supposed to love them, uh, love the ones that, that's unlovable. You know, uh, anybody can love the ones that, that love us, but it's, it's loving the ones that don't love us. It's loving those out there. We ought to spare, share this gospel. I don't care where you come from, what you've done. Many of us have failed. Many of us have struggled in our lives. I failed on, on some of my missionary journeys. But I tell you what, I get back up, I dust myself off, and I get back into the race. I get back into this race of time to share the gospel with you, you that listening, sharing the gospel with you, you that have just listened or just tuned and said, wow, what is this brother talking about? I'm talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the book of Mark, how important and significant is the book was and how Mark wrote of Jesus Christ being the Son of God, how important him being the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, how important that is and what's the, what, what, what we should be doing and what we should be doing by accepting him in our lives and doing what God has called us to do. That's what we should be doing, my brothers and sisters. Let's talk about this book and listening and doing and living this word. That's why I said this is biblical living, living this word. We should be living it. And as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm about to close up because we're about ready to go. But I just want you guys to out there, listen, we read. Like I said, you need to get ahead of me. Read one verses, uh, Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. We're going we're gonna to cover some of that on next week. And, and we're going to try to cover it all because I'm going to try to cover blocks of the book and so that we can all get a good understanding of Mark, uh, the book, the Mark, the gospel. But if you're here and you have been listening and uh, you have not confessed our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I just want to uh, give you a few scriptures to, to get you to understand who he is. Uh, it says, for God, it says, uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory. We all sinners and have come short of the glory. We all have. We all have, we're all sinners. I don't care who you are, where you stand, how rich, how wealthy, how beautiful your home is, beautiful your car is, how much money you got in the bank, whatever. If you have not confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you're a sinner and you need him in your life. And, and if you're poor and don't have anything, you're still a sinner and need Jesus in your life. Then it says, there, if therefore there's now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. 
there's a walk. It says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. But you know what? It also says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, Thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead. It says, Thou shalt be saved. And so with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You know, all you have to do if you just say this simple prayer with me, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Because you have said in your word, if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart in the Lord Jesus, I shall be saved. And you say, thank God for Jesus Christ. I'm saved. That's all you have to do. It's not a big thing you have to do, but once you do that, you have to be, you have to, it says you have to confess your mouth and believe in your heart. You have to confess your sins and fault truthfully and willfully confess. And then believe in your heart that he has raised you from the dead. He has raised from the dead. And then believe that you will believe that you will become saved. You know, if you've done that, you can get a hold of us. Uh, we can point you in the direction of a good Bible-believing church. We can help you with walking in scriptures you can call us you can let us know what else things you may need to help you in your walk and we would certainly want to help you do better but as i always say at the end of the broadcast and i stand on this scripture hebrews 11 and 6 is but without faith it's impossible to please god for he that cometh to god must believe that god is and that god is a reward of them that diligently seek him brothers and sisters we have to diligently seek our lord and savior jesus christ these days we're in some tough times it's not going to get any better. The Bible talks about the revelation and the end times. They're coming. There's nothing you or I can do about it. It's been foretold by the prophets and by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you want to get right, you need to get Jesus Christ in your life and live it. Biblical living for life. Biblical Faith Ministries. Call us at 877-324-8429. That's 877-324-8429. You can also write and send any donations to Biblical Faith Ministries, P.O. Box 970-227, Ypsilanti, Michigan, 48197. Again, Biblical Faith Ministries, P.O. Box 970-227, Ypsilanti, Michigan, 48197. We want to thank you for tuning in to Biblical Living Live. Churchstaffing.com has hundreds of free job listings for pastors, secretaries, maintenance, and IT. Get a job you truly care about. Go to churchstaffing.com. Churchstaffing.com. Hey, I'm Chris Brown, host of Chris Brown's True Stewardship, brought to you by Ramsey Solutions. This is a brand new radio show providing biblical answers for money and life. As a husband and father, I know the stress of managing family finances. And as a pastor, I've seen how handling money poorly can tear lives apart. What if your finances could be worry-free? God has a lot to say about money. Tune in. True Stewardship with Chris Brown at 1 p.m. right here on Faith Talk 1500. Attention small business owners. Growing your business can be tough. 
Just when you thought you were making money, you found out that you owe the government money. And now that you owe the IRS their cut of your business profits, you may be broke. And if you don't take things seriously, you could go to jail or have your business shut down. But you do have an option. If the IRS is threatening you for unpaid taxes, call the Tax Resources Network. Their tax professionals and ex-IRS agents have over 23 years of experience dealing with the IRS, saving business owners and the self-employed millions in tax dollars. Let us negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. We may be able to reduce your tax debt for a lot less than you owe. Help with the IRS audit and even criminal investigations. If your business owes the IRS $15,000 or more and the IRS is threatening you, don't wait and let your business get shut down or worse. Call for a free consultation. Call 800-797-0891. 800-797-0891. That's 800-797-0891. Again, 800-797-0891. This is John MacArthur with more Portraits of Grace. Christians often speak of salvation as coming to Christ. Well, that's an accurate biblical description because Jesus himself said, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. But coming to Christ means more than just turning to Him for salvation. It implies that you remain with Him. When you came to Him, He established a permanent relationship with you, one of intimate personal communion. No longer are you without hope, alienated from God's promises. You've been born again to... 